everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from somewhere that isn't the beautiful blue skies and azure beaches of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on today's show, we're going to be uh, discussing... Well, we're going to talk about uh, passive proselytization ah people are yeah. are gonna look i have been fairly bombarded recently uh with with messages from from jesus and he's uh, trying to reach you dan he is he's, he's trying so hard and you just aren't paying any attention you know he's not listening yeah he's he's reaching out to you dan it's not, it's not even just jesus uh but we'll talk about all that i got a a, a piece of fucking mail from the uh the scientologists yesterday oh good lord who have you been giving your uh contact information i know you signed up for something i yeah i need to or they just know well here's what no yeah here's what i do this is a trick for all of you uh when i sign up for something new and i know that i'm probably gonna have my shit sold to to other companies yeah i sign up but i change my name so my name my first name will always be some indication of who i'm signing uh, up with do you keep a little log no because i because i mm. because it's like like when i sign up for hulu yeah. then i change my first name to dulu and then i know if i get any mail for dulu <clears throat> i know who sold it to me that's to your, him. that's your technique yeah that's my technique <laughs> I just sign. I just sign up with. So a you name. have a Netflix account? Yeah, sure. Like it's just, it's just like whatever. If I if I'm suspicious that they're going to sell my, I just want to see how it disseminates. I want to watch it happen. So HBO. So I have DBO. I have signed up for like some Christian things just to get their free DVD and then cancel or whatever. <laughs> and I always like do a thing that like indicates to me, like the, the Devon Hundred Club. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Feature. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to make it too uh, obvious. I mean, I mean, what I make it Devin is Devin would be really good for the Devin Hundred Club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. All right, let's move on. Uh, actually, let's move to our first story, Dan. Yes, please do that. Uh, the state of Massachusetts. I've heard of it. Kind of one of those states. They they kind of like to do the liberal things first. They like yeah. to get to these things. Even when Mitt Romney was their was their yeah. governor, they were doing liberal just, things. They first. just get to it before before most of the rest of us ever even. Even are considering things. human animal marriage. That's what they've been experimenting with. <laughs> no, I don't. I oh. don't think so. I think oh, okay. that's actually probably completely wrong. Mm. That's going to be one of the more conservative states that does that first. <laughs> I would su- suspect someplace well, in the they've, south. They've definitely been exploring dating for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, apparently Democrats in their state house, uh, their uh, legislative body, um, wants to. Uh, uh, la, la, la. take the the words the phrase uh so help me god out of any sort of public office oath oh good in the state of massachusetts yeah uh it's a great idea uh that uh religious folk really hate yes of Brr, course that's just the worst uh the, you know they're actually suggesting that they substitute in the phrase this i do under the pains and penalties of perjury Ah, fantastic. This is so much it's it's like they're real consequences yeah. instead of like fake consequences. Yeah. You know. The, look, time and time again we see all of these different uh different ways of illustrating the fact that when people swear to God, mm-hmm. they're much more likely to be lying to you. Yeah. Uh yeah, because they because shysters and hucksters Right. Love to use something that other people trust mm-hmm. to fool them. Right. So it's much better to remind someone who's taking an oath. By the way, we will fucking put you in jail if right. you're if you lie to us. Right. That, now. That's that's way better. That's yeah, way better. I mean, so help me God, you might as well just be saying, you know, um, I swear on my mother's grave. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and your mom ain't dead. Yeah. Yeah. Any any number of things. Right. Yeah. Like, like, not cool, not cool. Uh, some of the things that uh, I found this, of course, <laughs> on Fox News. <laughs> so their 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 slant is kind of fun. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, it says 
But conservatives say removing God is just the latest example of secular efforts to diminish the influence of religion in society. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't, it is. I don't it is. need to diminish the inf- – just get them out of the public sphere. All, all we're saying is get them where they belong in your own – you know, keep it in your own thing. Yeah, I know. I just love it. The other thing that I, I really liked uh, in this article – well, actually, this is a good point. Um, the tradition of saying, so help me God, mm-hmm. in an oath for office, uh, actually, you know, like if anybody says this is like foundational – for our nation, right. blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it was Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Most people credit Abraham Lincoln with saying it first, or at least popularizing it uh, in his oath that he took in So we were 14, 14 to 16 presidents in. What was he? Uh, I think 14, he was 16th I think he was 16th, president. yeah. yeah. Before, before anybody was really saying that. Yeah, and then he says it, and of course it's Abraham Lincoln, you know. Yeah. And so it caught on big time. Yeah. And, and then it was all the rage. Yeah. It was, look, you're nobody if you haven't sworn to God. Yeah. Well, what about beards and, well, beards kind of did make a, but top hats and shit, yeah. right? Stove, stovepipe hats. Stovepipe, whatever they call them. They can, if it's a, if things don't have to stay in vogue, that's what I'm saying. Yes. They can go out of fashion. Yeah, lots of things, lots of things. And this, this is one that needs to officially go out of fashion yeah it does it does it feels uh, like it already has gone out of fashion but they're just kind of holding on one thing that that nobody seems to be communicating effectively and part of this is because there's such a a huge apparatus communicating uh the counter arguments overly effectively mm-hmm. but just to say look this isn't about being anti anybody it's just about including, including everybody everyone. Well, and and, if, and we we embrace Christianity. We yeah. want you to be a Christian. If you want to be, that's great. We want that. However, we 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 want an oath that applies to everybody uniformly. Well, and here's the problem: if this is actually part of the oath, if if this isn't just something that people traditionally tack on, which it sounds like in the state of Massachusetts, it's actually part of the like oath. legally part of the legally oath. part yeah. of the oath. So that means that if I don't believe in God, you have a part of this oath. That is supposed to mean something. It's supposed to add all this weight to it right. that does absolutely nothing for me. And you're actually, in essence, letting me off the hook a little bit. Well, you're kind of diluting the oath. You're de- like, if yeah. I say, so help me God, I know that doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. So does my oath mean anything? I mean, my oath means something to me. Right. But like a lot of people, they might see that and just be like, well, I guess it doesn't That's apply just, to me. This just lets me run amok. Yeah, something. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I, I read an interesting article on religion news service, mm. uh, and it's something that alerted me to a phenomenon that I didn't really know was happening, uh, and it's very, very disturbing to me. Uh, CARE, C-A-I-R, which is the uh, Council on American-Islamic Relation, uh, Relations, um, which is sort of this de- demonized group by the, the American right wing, but really they're just... Yeah, they're just a sort of Muslim group that is trying to support uh, Muslim anti-defamation, that sort of thing. Yeah, Um, no big deal. They released a report. They tracked money flowing to uh, anti-Muslim Islamophobic groups. Okay. Um, These are groups that like that lobby against Muslims, that lobby for uh, for, you know, Muslim bans and all of that sort of thing. And they, and they do active work against Muslims. Mm-hmm. Um, there is apparently $1.5 billion in the United States flowing to these groups. $1.5 billion with a B. That's a B on that. That's One, a lot of money. And a lot of that, a lot of that is coming from other charities in the United States flowing the money through to uh to these islam what to kind these... of charities well here's the thing there's a whole bunch of different ways that this works uh like one of the biggest ones is the christian advocates serving evang- evangelism incorporated okay um but a lot of these so that's they're obviously like ultra right-wing christian thing. yeah yeah but there are a lot that aren't that uh like for instance the vanguard charitable endowment program or Schwab Charitable Charitable Fund, oh. 
And basically what these are is umbrella groups that you can donate to them and then direct them how to give the money. Oh and then God. your donation becomes anonymous. <gasps> and that is how people are. And, and so people are giving money to these other things. And it looks like they're just giving, you know, on their, on their taxes and whatever, on anything that's public, the money just seems to be going to, you know, a, a, a charity dis- distribution group. Oh, God. But, uh, but then they funnel the money to these, to these hate groups. Wow. So I didn't really understand that any of this was happening, that there were these groups that you could you give money to and then direct it, and it goes right. to these other groups. Um, Vanguard Charitable alone has granted at least $2 million to anti-Muslim groups. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, there is a significant amount of money flowing to these uh, these sort of horrible conspiracy uh, oriented uh, movements and and uh, basically you know what what this is doing is I mean there are very real world things that are happening here for instance right. um, the Trump administration one of these one of these anti-muslim groups funded a very poorly done very very biased uh, poll that then the Trump administration used to justify their Muslim ban oh so, wow okay so yeah, I mean, okay, uh, of course, the, this kind of thing is, uh, yeah. There, I mean, there was one group called the Clarion Project, which describes itself as an organization that quote educates the public about the dangers of radical Islam. Well, as we've talked about before, in the United States, the dangers of radical Islam are far lower than the dangers of radical Christianity. Absolutely, far far lower. Yeah, uh, but. We don't hear about that because and 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 right. you know this money is is making things so much worse for Muslims in the United States oh my God. and around the world. Yeah. So that is a so that's a thing that's happening. There is a a, a very uh, directed uh, a, attempt to make everything harder for Muslims in the United States. Good God. That's not the way to do it, people. And billions of dollars are are, are involved. That's wow. crazy to me. More I mean, than a more, more than a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, you say it, but the, of course, of course. I mean, think of just all the shitty, racist, Islamophobic, you know, people out there. Yeah, like it. It, it it's it is a surprising number but the fact that they're this well organized and like into like funneling it all yeah. like i hear it and i have my moment of shock but then it's like well yeah of course of course they are yeah right like jesus christ anyway yep um well i i have some decent news okay good <laughs> i am here for that i'm ready I am <sighs> okay. Brace, brace yourself for some decent news. Dan. Lay it on me. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not really like anything. Much of anything happened, and that's what the good news is. Okay, good news. Nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- there were three anti-science bills that uh, were um, <clears throat> being considered or introduced or whatever mm. in Florida. Okay, um, shocking literally nobody. <clears throat> Well, what is shocking, though, is that they just completely died. They died. They oh, died. They, they went away. Uh, one of the bills uh, would have required, quote, would have required the uh, sort of, quote, uh, controversial theories and concepts <laughs> uh, discussed in science standards to be taught in a factual, objective, and balanced manner. Meaning... Which all sounds fine until you break the code. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, what they mean from balanced. Balanced Mm -hmm. is that key word. Yeah. Right there. Right. Right. Because all they're talking about is evolution. Mm -hmm. And all they're talking about is teach the controversy. There is no controversy. Right. They keep using words like facts. I don't think they know what that word means. They don't. Well, I think, though, that you could say uh, it is a fact that... Not everybody believes, sure, in evolution, right? It's also like, a fact. Like that, that's that's insidious, right? Yeah, right. But that's that is a fact. Yeah, 
It is a stupid fact. It's also a fact that evolution is only a theory. That is, that's a fact. That's a fact. That is an absolute fan and fact, and I feel objective about that fact right right now. However, it is misleading to say it in that way and not point out. It feels very balanced, Dan. Okay, well, good. At least we, at least we got balance going on. What were the other? What were the other? Well. This article does point out that uh, it, it, it was there was no indication in the bill about which theories and concepts were uh, <laughs> deemed to be controversial. Right. Uh, but um, the sponsor of the bill, Dennis Baxley, a Republican, of yeah. course, uh, he has a history of anti-evolution advocacy. So, I mean, you 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 nailed it on that one. Yeah. I mean, um, your codes are not that hard for us to break, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Um, there was also a how there was a House bill and another Senate bill uh, that would have required instructional materials used in public schools to be accurate and factual, <laughs> uh, and to provide objective, balanced, and non-inflammatory viewpoints on controversial issues. And Dan, yeah, free of pornography. Oh, thank God! They want to make sure. The, the 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 state curriculum is free of pornography because here's what here's the problem in the schools of Florida every third page of a textbook just had just porn well you you, you have no idea what you know convicted criminal is running those schools. Oh, my goodness. Right. Like, it, it is Florida, it right? Could, or it, what meth head that's right. is currently the principal. And if they're just, just pushing porn on the kids. They're just tearing pages out of magazines and stuffing them <laughs> into the books. <laughs> Taping it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, now, this is, I, I found out about a group that I, uh, I love the, the sound of it. Uh-huh. Uh, Florida Citizens for Science. Okay. They're kind of a watchdog group. Great. They, uh, they do work on, on making sure that these kind of things die. Um, what? A, that's great. I, I, I hope that there are, I hope there's, I don't think there's a Utah Citizens for Science that well, does the same thing. We need one of those, Dan. We, uh, and if there the, isn't, the two most, there should be. The two most anti-science members of the Utah I state, this, uh, yeah. Uh, Board of Education both just uh, resigned. resigned I know. So. so the governor will have a chance to appoint two new ones. Hopefully he does a good job. I don't have any confidence in that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, by the way, I was just uh, you know listening to that verbiage. It's interesting that they were hitting factual so hard. Yeah. What that means is what the, what that's code for is you can't say because it's a quote theory. Mm. You can't say that evolution is a fact, which you can say that it's a fact. It's absolutely a fact, right? But they're trying to they're trying to right. make that's that clever. That's 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 what they're, clever. Thanks, anyway. Dennis. Anywho, uh, I'm going to take us to Poland. Poland uh, in the 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 city of Plot Plots. I don't what know. a beautiful sounding I, name! I don't, I don't know how to. They've crossed their L. I don't know what, how to pronounce this name. Anyway, <laughs> don't cross your L's. That's yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's not. Uh, don't do that. That, that. That's nothing. Anyway, uh, it, the uh, the the uh, Polish Interior Minister uh, has announced that they have arrested uh, a woman for quote carrying out a profanation of the Virgin Mary. Of Czestowa. What is a profanation? Well, apparently, the, Poland is one of those uh, countries that has laws that where you can't hurt, emo, you can't hurt religious feelings. Oh, God! Uh, oh, like profane? Yes, exactly. Profanation, oh, right? God. Uh, Good Lord! Yes, offending religious feeling is a crime, <sighs> and literally. But of course, by the way, in all of these countries that have that kind of a law, it's ref- offending the religious feelings of the dominant religion. Yeah. It's kind of never a problem if you offend a much uh, smaller, a, a non-dominant religious feeling. But, right. But if, for instance, you were to take the image of one of their most revered paintings of, of Mary uh-huh. and infant Jesus. Okay. Uh, in this case... Uh, the painting known as the Black Madonna of Czestowa. Black Nailed Madonna, it. okay. Uh, 
which is a Byzantine icon uh, in the that resides She actually like in the mono- sort of ethnically like. Mm, I don't know why. Like, no, she doesn't look ethnically African. She just is the black. I don't know. Maybe she's wearing black. I don't. Oh, know. okay, okay. Anyway, uh, you know, this is this is in the monastery of Jasnagora, in which is a UN World Heritage Site, mm-hmm. um, and and Poland's sort of holiest Catholic shrine. Um, this woman took that image, and just made the halo of her and little baby Jesus a rainbow flag. Nice. Not nice. Criminal, <laughs> sir. Against the law in it's Poland. It's a rainbow. It's a thing. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's in nature. Yeah. It's uh God sent the rainbow as a as a as a message of peace. Yeah. Uh but so apparently uh, but apparently our code is pretty easy to crack too. <laughs> and uh they knew that this meant uh that this 51-year-old uh, woman uh, was was making a, a comment about homosexuality, <laughs> and they are not okay with it. Oh, no. So uh, she has been arrested. She faces up to two years in prison for this image. Right. And uh, and the, the moment that I loved was when... Uh, when this official called it. What did he call it? Uh, I've got to find it. it was something. It called it barbarism of some sort. Which I'm like, well, guess who's the barbarian, dickhead? Yeah. If you can't, if you can't handle a gentle image like mm-hmm. this, yeah. Wait until you see uh, my image, which is, uh, you know, the fucking of the Black Madonna of just over. Yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah. That'll be much better. Yeah, I like that. All right. She likes it from behind. <laughs> God. All right. Well, if you hear some rustling about during this story, <clears throat> yeah. I have an actual copy of the Salt Lake Tribune in front of me, everyone. Frank is a <clears throat> is a subscriber to the newspaper. You know. Because Frank lives in the 1820s. The paper still is delivered. <laughs> uh, a lot of people on my floor in my building get the paper every morning. It comes and not it, just the it, old ones. It's delivered by a, a boy in a in a cap and and knickerbockers. That's true. It's charming. <laughs> we require it in our at That's our right. HOA. It's a it's a law. Uh, anyway, so if you if you hear wrestling, it's the Salt Lake Tribune, which I'd like to point out. Uh, if you never have uh, seen the Tribune or had the the just the the great privilege of reading the Tribune. Uh, th- these are some of the headlines on today's Tribune. This and, gets you a sample of like what this paper's like. Okay. Uh, there's one about uh, it says Reality Utah colon rich Mormon bachelor looks for a wife. Okay, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> man, this is actually I remember this story. But man who killed a city employee over messy lawn gets life term. <laughs> uh, that's that's God. horrible. Uh, this is their big story. Uh, humans get the blame for nature's woes. Oh, let that one sink in for a second. Wait, and then is that like a? Oh God! <laughs> and then the one that I'm going to be talking about: families welcome new LDS wedding policies. Yes, um, I did hear about this. Yeah, this is this is actually interesting. Uh, so the LDS Church has had this long-standing policy in basically any country that would allow. For a marriage to take place in the temple, sort of in the secret place, right? Uh, then that is the requirement. You have to be married in the temple civilly, yes, while also having your 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 sealing done. Now let's talk about what a sealing oh, is. God. A sealing is this Mormon idea that that temple marriages, mm-hmm. marriages performed in the temple. Are for time and all eternity. Yes. Time and, meaning the amount of time you're here on this earth together. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they've sealed you for eternity. Yeah. You you were married forever. Yeah. They're very excited about this fact. Yeah. And this, 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 and any, your and kids any, can be sealed to you. Children that pop out of you in that, within mm-hmm. that seal, they're sealed to you. <laughs> But if they weren't, if if they were, if you weren't married when you had your kids, and then you get married, then the kids have to be sealed. Yeah. And if anybody dies 
before getting sealed, then they're just floating around in the yeah. afterlife. Who knows what they're doing? Willy nilly. They're just they're, no way to find each other. How? What? Why? Why can't we be a family in the well, afterlife? Because you weren't sealed. Because of, you be, in the temple. Yeah, just like a goddamn balloon that's <laughs> just, been released <laughs> into the air. <laughs> Just a bunch of balloons, right? Yeah. Just, the, just floating yeah. away. The separate. skies of heaven. Oh, it's just a heart. Darkened with the balloons of unsealed people. <laughs> well, <laughs> nonetheless, this is a, a ludicrous belief of the LDS. Um, and, uh, but, but, they've, but in countries where this was not allowed, where, where there's a requirement either that maybe – uh, like some countries, you have the 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 actual legal marriage is like performed at city hall or whatever right. sort of government office, right? And you can go do whatever cutesy thing you want to do on your own. Or the uh, there's just a requirement that it be in a public space, oh, okay. which of course temples are not. You have right. to have like this membership and card and it's secretive. Yeah. Uh, and so, like in the UK, apparently it's there's something about must be public. And so in the UK. They would do these, you know, they would exchange their vows separately mm. and on the same day be able to, or within a couple of days, go to the temple, be sealed, right? Well, but the requirement in the United States was if you had that civil marriage, you had to wait a year to be sealed. Right. right? Because, because why aren't you just doing this right in the temple like a person? Exactly. And so what this meant was... For members of the church who were maybe the only member of their family who was Mormon, right? Uh, when they were getting married, their parents and siblings and the whole works would have to wait outside of the temple while the marriage is being conducted, not see the ceremony at all, not see the ceremony, not see their 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 child uh, exchange vows to with the person that they love, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and that was that. And so there was a lot of hard feelings yeah. about this. A lot of people were excluded. Uh, this article, I might, if I get a chance, share a couple of the examples and they have some stories in there that they're actually harrowing, um, uh, from people who were excluded or, or even Mormons who had to exclude their family members and what that meant to them. Right. Right. Well, and it's also horrible. it's actually horrible. There's also this thing of if you're. LDS and you, you know, for whatever reason, you, but you know, you've gone and confessed to your bishop that you mm. did something wrong. Yeah. One of the things that may happen to you as sort of punishment or as, as, as penance for this right. is that you could lose your temple recommend for a year or something like yeah, that. For, yeah, absolutely. And if that happens, you, if your temple recommend has been revoked and yeah. then your daughter decides she's going to get married. Right. Suddenly everybody knows your business. Right. Everybody knows that you're not allowed to go into that joint. Well, and there was this other thing that this also ties into, which is a lot of people would consider, you know, like if they had a lot of or of, of non-Mormon family members or non-Temple-worthy family members or whatever, where there was somebody really important who was being excluded, um, they they would consider, hey, why don't we just do the civil ceremony, Yeah. right? And then in a year, we'll get, we'll get sealed. No, no harm, no foul, right? Right. And, um, but the little tricky thing here in the Mormon psyche is they know that all the Mormons around them are going to be going, why didn't they have a temple? Right. Right. And you just, you just, you know, sort of described the situation of somebody who, who's repented for something. Right. Right. So they're unworthy. Yeah. Right. And the, now everybody in the community might, even though they're perfect, they just want to have their parents, their fucking, you know. Right. You know, wedding. Right. Or, the, you know, or their un- their favorite uncle. Or who their isn't. favorite uncle, whoever. They just want to have their their loved ones with them on their special day. Right. And now they know that there's all these like. Yeah, oh, Janice about, mm, is a, she's yeah. she's a slut. Wait right? a minute, are you accusing Mormons there. of being gossips? <laughs> yeah, how I am. dare you, sir? I absolutely, am. how dare you? Uh, let me just look through here. Um, oh, some of course, some concerns from on high. Oh, um, they do not want uh, these new civil ceremonies that are going to be happening uh, to be. Uh, out of out of step with sort of Mormon 
the, the tone of what a Mormon oh. mar- marriage cer- or wedding ceremony should be. Wait, we still want to um, say in how boring wa- your wedding is. They want it to be. <laughs> they want it to be simple and dignified. Oh, shut up! So fuck you. Have you met Mormons? <laughs> they don't do dignified. <laughs> Have you met a Mormon? What they will want to do mm-hmm. is, you know, it would be so much fun mm-hmm. is if we. If we, if everyone in the wedding party, if we choreographed a whole dance, mm-hmm. and we'll just do that thing where where it looks like it's just going to be us coming down the aisle, and mm-hmm. then suddenly Uptown Funk starts playing, and we've got a whole like coordinated dance thing that we do, and right. oh my god, that'd be so fun. Now, what's interesting here? They wouldn't is, say, "Oh my god," by the way. That oh was, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my golly. Oh my heck. <laughs> so, but here's some interesting things. They're still saying. That marriages performed in the temple right. are sort of the best. Oh yeah, this is what you really. Want. Oh yeah, there's an order. If, there's a hierarchy. If if you if you don't have these concerns, then you should not be doing right. a civil marriage first. Right. The best is just to do it all at once in the temple, right? So this is problematic because obviously, and they know what's going to happen. They know that the new thing is going to be. All these Utah County women, young women, yeah. wanting to finally get to do a real A real wedding, wedding, right, because they don't get to do that. Because Mormon weddings, not only are they like secret and in the temple, right. they're boring, and you have no say over how they go. Exactly. They're literally like scripted out for you. Yeah, you're not getting to pick the person who marries you, this, that, and the other. Right. And so there's going to be still, there's going to be a lot of just... Uh, uh, cold water being poured on the the the, the hopes of oh no that genie's <laughs> out of the bottle baby you are not uh, going to be able to get a cork back on that one the, the, these no one is going to be doing the temple wedding oh i know it's just not going to happen anymore uh they they say that this could be a real boon to utah's wedding industry yeah, you think? You think? <laughs> Which is already, by the way, Utah's wedding industry is already the biggest thing that out there. Like, there are wedding expos every month here in Utah. So, okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that industry, if you're in Utah and you're not in that industry now, run. Get into the industry. <laughs> you're about to make Except you'd have a to be working fortune. on Mormon weddings. Oh, yeah. It'll, oh, it'll be torture. But you'll make a fortune. Faux show. Lots of toasts with Martinelli's. <laughs> Sparkling cider. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not alcoholic. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to take us to Georgia. Um, and in case anybody was wondering, like, if, if you don't live in the United States or if you live in a part of the United States that isn't the South yeah. or whatever, you may be somewhat confused by the persistence of racism down there and mm-hmm. uh you know we, we racism in america yeah you'd think that was gone huh. but apparently not <clears throat> um we got a really interesting view into where a lot of that comes from and from a story in the uh in the atlanta journal constitution i think is what it is mm-hmm. yes okay um about the mayor of a town called hodgton hodgton Hoshton. I love Hoshton. Uh, which is about 50 miles northeast of Atlanta. What a beautiful place. Indeed. Uh, obviously. Clearly. Um, <laughs> it's out, it's right, outside of Atlanta. It must be gorgeous. Right up there by Dahlonega or whatever. I've been to Dahlonega, Georgia. That's why Where I said is that? that? I don't know. North of Atlanta. I went there for a <laughs> wedding. Anywho, uh, the, this town, the, the mayor got in some hot water recently when she... Uh, was given a packet of finalists, four finalists for a job um, uh, in the city in the city offices, and she decided to exclude one of them because they because he was black. That's not a valid reason. Uh, she said she didn't. She told another a, a city council member, or at least one city council member, that she wasn't sure that the city was ready for it. Oh dear God. So it's not about the city being ready for it. Right, right. Well, it's about the person, whether they're qualified to do the job. Well, and it says so in the city's charter, apparently. And like oh, that black people cannot apply. No, that that you're not that they don't discriminate 
uh, based on race, gender, blah, 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 blah. Clearly. Right. Clearly. Uh, so she got in a bunch of hot water, blah, blah, blah. The part that was really interesting to me and the part that makes it relevant to our show mm-hmm. is when people started, you know, talking about it, uh, including one city councilman, Jim Cleveland, who uh, who defended the mayor. Oh, no. Uh, and said, you know, basically... He the, took off his hood to, yeah, exactly. to defend the mayor. Just long enough to say, <laughs> uh, you know, it may not, she she might have been right uh, that, uh, that the city wasn't ready for this guy. And then, apparently without any prompting, uh, and, and, you know, the, the writer of this, the reporter of this story doesn't, doesn't make a lot of hay about this, but just said, uh, just, just mentioned that uh, he did spout some of his race uh, theory Sort of on the fly for no reason at all. Okay, all right. He said, quote, I'm a Christian, and my Christian beliefs are you don't do interracial marriage. I'm going to remind our listeners this was not an issue about interracial marriage. He just decided to throw this out there on his own. Yeah, okay. That's the way I was brought up, and that's the way I believe, he said. Uh, I have black friends. I hired black people. By the way, if you ever start a sentence with, I have black friends, A, no, you don't, and B, you're obviously a racist. (laughs) If you ever say, I have black friends, that's what that means. I have black friends. I hired black people. But when it comes to all this stuff, you see all this stuff you see on TV, when you see blacks and whites together, it makes my blood boil because that's just not the way a Christian is supposed to live. Oh, God. And 2019. Oh, God. That is the year we live in. And that. Oh, and quite literally, he did put his hood right back on after that didn't he didn't need to wow they don't need hoods anymore they just say they just the shit say it and they, they're he, back to that he felt comfortable saying that to oh. a reporter of a major newspaper oh god in a giant city he this is this he this is how support how much support he has felt in his life for this position I saw something like it's like 97 percent white three percent black in this town or something yeah like yeah that. something like that it's just a little white haven for yeah, for racists. Just a little rural, rural city uh, that oh, doesn't that hasn't gotten or it hasn't heard the news that we're not doing racism anymore in in <laughs> Good this country. Lord, but it's Jesus. That's why the point to me <sighs> is that this is inextricably linked to the religion. It's not just. It, you know, it, it's one thing if you're, just, if, if you're just hateful, but you're not just hateful. You're justifying it through your religion. And it's that's just, it's so mind-boggling to me because, like, how, how many generations does it take? <laughs> it's been 150 years since the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been 50 years since they got rid of Jim Crow laws. Right. We got to catch up, people. Yeah. The South... Yeah, especially the Bible Belt. But that's why it correlates. When yeah. you when you look at like the most racist parts of the country right. and you look at the most religious parts of the country, yeah. the Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah. It is the same yeah. and the religion is the problem. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, if you guys have anything you'd like to say about any of all of this, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Y'all. Hey, Dan. Hey, what? Uh, I've got a little clip for you. This is somebody new to the show uh, that I want to play for you. Randy, Randall Terry. Yeah, he's the, the voice of uh, the voice of resistance, which oh. is apparently a, a, a radical, a nice, a nice good Christian right wing. Oh, okay. Is that what the, the R in RV stands for, is radical? Because he's driving around in his RV following the Pete Buttigieg. 
campaign. Yeah. Uh, re- reporting on all things uh, Buttigieg and homosexual and, and apparently evil. heckling the guy at, at his rallies and stuff. So that's fun. Really, really, really cool. Well, we did play a, a clip last week from um, Brian Fisher. That we, where he was going on and on about Pete Buttigieg. Uh, essentially, Dan, he was saying that you better not, you, like, if you want, if you don't want us talking about Buttigieg's sexuality, then you better best stop talking about Trump's uh, picadillos. Like oh, they're right, the same yeah. thing. Right. Yeah, right. And because so, because there's there is no difference between rape, a, and, a married uh, man groping and raping. being with his spouse. Uh huh. And a guy who is a serial philanderer and uh, and rapist and, and groper. Groper and all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, sure. No difference at all. No difference. No difference. So um, in that context. But also feel free to talk about his. his uh, I dare you. His uh, sexuality. I dare you. Nobody's saying, nobody's saying not, don't talk about it. Right. He's talking about it. Right. Nobody's He's saying don't do that. and honest about who he is. By the way, something uh, that again Trump can't truly be, even though he did brag about grabbing women by their genitals. And yeah. But anyway. By the way, I don't, I don't mean to correct your pronunciation, but I believe it's pronounced booty judge. Okay. All right. Well, here's the clip. I've been pondering the last forty-eight hours a very disturbing idea, and that is this: the Pete Buttigieg is the judgment of God. I encourage you to go read Romans chapter one. Read Romans chapter 1. Just read it. Take you three minutes. There's ten verses in there. It'll take you two minutes. But you will see that one of the ways that God judges a people, says it clearly in Romans 1, is that he hands them over to a depraved mind, a depraved mind regarding homosexuality. That's what's happening. You have this Time Magazine piece. You have all these media outlets praising and lauding Pete Buttigieg. Barney Frank, a flaming homosexual who used to be in Congress, had the integrity to say, if Pete Buttigieg was not gay, he would not be getting this coverage. He's getting this coverage. He's getting this money specifically because of ways that he has sexual intercourse with another man. That is his defining attribute. And the fact that people are praising that and praising him is in and of itself a judgment. Read Romans 1 and see the stages of judgment that happen and how this, what we're seeing, experiencing right before our eyes, is a part of how the scriptures declare that the judgment of God would come. Friends, we're in trouble. We're in deep trouble. We're in trouble. Right here in River City. With a capital G and that rhymes with P and that stands for gay. And anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, so, oh, God, yeah, like we were just, we were saying before the clip, please talk about his his sexuality because, like, <coughs> excuse me, because you were making a lot of assumptions here, sir. Right. And also, like... I don't think about the deplorable things that you do with your wife. Oh. I assume he's married. Yeah. I don't know that somebody would would marry this man, but surely he's married to be so self-righteous. Yeah. Right? And Christian. Uh, I don't think about those disgusting things, but you can't help but think about two men yeah. and what they're doing. And it's disgusting. Yeah, you're but putting you it on. But here's the deal. You don't know that these men, maybe they're they're asexuals. Maybe. It's possible. We don't know if they're having sex. They're, but they are homosexuals. They are. They and are. who cares what they do in their bedroom? And they keep saying it out loud. I know. That's the real problem. Like, really that, like that flamer Barney Frank. <laughs> you guys remember Barney Frank? That yeah. flaming, so flaming homosexual. Outrageous. Just with a boa on Just constantly. Walking through Just, the halls of Congress ooh. in drag all the time. Yeah. He looked like, uh, what was it, men on film, right. essentially. <laughs> Little tiny hats on the side of his head. <laughs> oh, my Which, goodness. as a sketch, doesn't really age all that well. No, but... but it's still funny. It was, it was fun. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Uh, we can have a sense of humor. By the way, just so you know who Randall Terry is, oh, he, yeah. he, was what, he founded a, an anti-abortion rights group uh, called anti-abortion Operation... Anti-abortion rights? Well, like, a, like against the right to have oh, an abortion. Oh, anti-abortion rights, not right. anti-abortion Okay. Probably both. Why I heard it that way, I... Probably anyway. both, but he, he founded this group <laughs> called Operation Rescue, okay. which uh, then proceeded to split with him and now considers him too radical. Oh, dear God. That's who that guy is. Well, he is driving around an <laughs> RV, heckling oh. the most adorable presidential candidate we've had Yeah, I mean... Ever. I, look, I don't care what your feelings are politically but like yeah this guy is literally spending his time going to yell freight words like sodom and gomorrah at a political rally it was bound to happen grow the fuck up dude it was bound to happen this is par for the course yeah this is what it, it, it it's it's i guess surprising a little bit to me that it's happening so soon they must really consider pete Buttigieg to be a real uh threat and contender yeah because it's there amazing. You, anyway. Yeah, there you go. Right. Anyway, um, we had some folks write into us, uh, so let's just get to that. Uh, Mark wrote in and said, love the pod, listen every week. One minor correction uh, for the guest you had on regarding pilots. Oh. Uh, now, when Chris was on last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. thanks, by the way, Chris, for filling in. Appreciate you. Um, uh, we t- you talked about uh, pilots not being able to take SSRIs, not being able to take... Uh, Antidepressants, Antidepressants or stabilizers right. or whatever SSRIs right, 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 specifically right. are. Yeah. Um, Mark is apparently an, an airline captain, but also uh, volunteered for the for years for the aeromedical chair uh, as the aeromedical chair of his uh, pilots group pilot groups union. He nice. says one minor correction: uh, pilots can take SSRIs and other depression meds. Pilots can also be drug addicts and alcoholics. Well, that's they but, just not. Not, not actively using so. or taking right. while yeah okay right um they can take hormone therapies like testosterone they can have sleep apnea they can have blood clots and heart attacks and a host of other issues the key is that everything is documented reported monitored and treated and that the treatment does not cause additional safety risks the FAA realized a long time ago that prohibiting pilots with certain health issues means pilots will avoid getting diagnosed, mm-hmm. hide their diagnosis, or not treat their issue. Right. Which so, is more dangerous. Yeah. Which is a lot more dangerous. And, and, and yes, the FAA uh, apparently does allow that now. So that's good. Yeah. As long as it's monitored well, and I, you know, I approve of that. He, he of course. He listed a bunch of other things. Right. But there you go. Um, uh, hi, Frank. And Chris, and then Dan in parentheses. I think Chris needs to be in the parentheses there. Uh, but that's okay. Thanks, <laughs> Phil. Well, maybe the, they're responding specifically to something we talked right. about. Right. Well, so this is Phil who says, uh, I remember listening to your show in, in 2016 and oh. hearing a pre-show Trump ad that oh, was boy. spliced into the show. Yes, that's right. Uh, that did happen. <laughs> it was not yeah, our yeah. choice. Yeah. Uh, he said, knowing how ads work, I remember laughing and thinking, well, uh, well that was Trump campaign money wasted. Yay! <laughs> I also remember you may have possibly lost some listeners who might be not, might not be as ad savvy. Here's the warning: uh, in this episode, uh, my Colorado podcast region received an ad for a Christian investment uh, ad from the uh, Lutheran Thrivent Financial. Mm. Um, quote: Can your faith inform your financial values? Short answer: Yes. You may again remind your listeners that this is not an ad from you, that your show controls. And so, yes, I did want to yeah. thank you for bringing that up. We also had another person uh, write into us about the placement of the ads, which has. Which, oh. We've recently uh, switched to a different. Um, oh. A, a different company is now disseminating. By no thing. choice of our own, by the way. The, yeah. company, the company we were with was bought out. Right. By a new company, and we're not going to say anything bad about either of these companies. We're just learning. We're learning the 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 interface and everything. The, the now. interface is not exactly what one would want it to be. So for ad placement, everything else about it works splendidly. But right. the, I, I've had some difficulty placing the ads specifically where I want them. Yeah. And it kind of sometimes has a mind of its own. Right. So, so if you've um, experienced I, know, I might that... need to switch browsers or something, but it's definitely not working with, with 
my current. Yeah. If like, you so if, if you've experienced so, what, what Amanda experienced, who she said she was listening and heard a thing about the Sri Lanka attacks, and uh-huh. we were saying, oh, I what is it, three hundred dead, two hundred dead? Oh, it's two hundred dead, and then suddenly she heard, let the good times roll. Oh. <laughs> so no. not no, not ideal. That was not ideal. Oh that God! Anyway, God, um, God, God. Sorry, about, sorry about that one. So, so Jesus. yes, do know that we don't choose the ads. The ads are placed by another company, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, and kind of for the for the time being. Well, I'm going to be trying a couple different things out. Yeah, to kind of. But make, if make if you work. can bear with us and and forgive uh, some awkward moments, some some awkward sorry things, that. we'd appreciate that. Uh, finally, Andrew wrote in. Um, hey, Frank and Dan, I could use a little advice. My very Mormon mother-in-law forwards emails from family members, usually my wife's cousins, who are out serving missions. Uh, these emails are so nauseating, I can't even stand seeing them in my book inbox. Oh, boy. I very politely asked her to stop forwarding them to me. In response, she said that they are just forwarded to the whole family, which I am a part of, and that there is no pressure to read. My question is, do I push back and hold my ground asking her to uh, take me off the email list? I feel like it's a little inconsiderate and disrespectful for her to completely disregard my request. It's such a small thing. Is this uh, a hill that's even worth dying on? Love the show, Andrew. Okay, I have a couple ideas. Okay. Um, I think uh, this is what delete buttons are for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also what uh, filtering yeah. Email filtering is for it. You could have this stuff. You can have all her emails just go straight to your trash. Like I would assume though, that occasionally she sends you things that are mildly important. Maybe a filter that captures mission or, or a couple yeah. of these words and puts them elsewhere. I don't know. There are technical like solutions. I would right. think you could you could maybe come up with. Um, otherwise, just hit the delete button. Yeah, you're them. okay, bud. I mean, I yeah. get it. It's like, it's I mean, annoying. here's the thing. And it's she's a, not respecting you. It's annoying, and it but, feels like you're not being respected. But uh, but honestly, she is including you in the family. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, she, it, I don't think it's a hill worth even worth dying on yeah. at all. Uh, if it feels like it's trauma to you to receive these emails, you're going to have to make your own call. Yeah. But I, it feels to me like this is one of those things where uh, if you just sort of breathe through it, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, these, the existence of these emails is not going to hurt you. You can just hit delete. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Um, um, so I, that's, yeah, I, I honestly think you'll – and the, you know what? This is an interesting uh, segue into what we'll talk about in, at the – towards the end of the yeah, show yeah, yeah so uh so listen to that and we'll uh maybe we'll maybe maybe we'll come up with some more stuff yeah all uh, right do we have any donors we do have donors we have donors on patreon that okay we, uh that we uh need to thank uh for their their um generous uh support of the show yes uh, we have two new faithful okay listeners. thank you uh we have the icelandic volcano okay right yeah We're, with all the you're not going to attempt to pronounce I'm not, it. Not even going to try it. It's just the Icelandic volcano. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> there's also uh, the other faithful listener is Alexander. Okay. And we have one new venerable listener. Ooh. Eriki. Oh. Uh, and then we have Dan, a new Lord and Savior. We do a new oh, Lord and Savior. It's a space race for saviordom. Josh. Okay, Josh. Well done. You are uh, you're you're uh, you're you're winning at being uh, our our lord. And, and I am going to say this to anybody who was any of the former lords and saviors. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to really go for it. Oh, really, Josh? Josh went for it. Josh is our all-time highest donor. Okay, we'll see how, as how long as, like, that lasts. As far as per episode. Because yeah, we have yeah. people who've been with us for a long time, and their generosity is over the course of the years is amazing. Right. But as far as, like, single episode, Josh takes the cake. Okay. Well, Josh, so. well done. Uh, <laughs> keep it up. We, I encourage you, Josh. Be, Josh. Be, be Lord and Savior for a while. Sit, yeah. sit in that throne Enjoy and see. Enjoy it. 
Just wiggle your butt it, around yeah, in it a little let, bit. Let it settle in. Get used to it. Man. Yeah, enjoy all right. that. Well, um, all these good people, they went to our website, thinkgodanatheist.com, and clicked on the support tab. Yes. That's how you get to our Patreon campaign, where you can select your level of support, and also the level of thanks that we give you. Yeah. Um, there are some things that you get. You can yeah. get You can get a, a, a weekly, we do a, a weekly bonus content. Mm-hmm. You get a hat. You get a Pope hat. If you, yeah, if you if, if if you come in at the Pope level, you get mm-hmm. a hat. Uh, you can gain access to an ad-free version of the show. Actually, all supporters on Patreon uh, receive an ad-free version of the show. Yeah, as part of their thanks. Uh, and then, of course, if Patreon is not your cup of tea, there's also a link on our website to go over to Patreon. Yeah, yeah that's that's also another completely viable way of supporting the show and we appreciate all of our supporters yes uh, so much it is how we continue to do this um so thanks quite literally yeah it's the so, only yeah and, i mean uh, we talked about the ads earlier but they're just such yeah. a tiny drop in the bucket yeah so, so if you've been on the fence thinking about it let's come support the show thanks guys Dan. Hey. Hi there, Dan. Hey. Hey, Dan. Uh, listen, I have okay. traveled of late, mm. and many of my... So I, I just got back uh, from the Caribbean, which or the Caribbean, whichever one... Are both acceptable pronunciations? I don't care. I bo- don't- bo- I've used both today, right now, just now, so... I don't know. I don't know what the... Yeah, I think they're both acceptable. They're both acceptable. Okay. Yeah. How do you say it? The Caribbean. Okay. Anyway, I think if, if there's pirates in front of the word, then it's Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's true. So. Pirates of the Caribbean? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound right to anybody. There's no ear off of which that didn't... <laughs> Ping! That's funny, actually. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, we didn't encounter any piracy uh, that I know about, but mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I encountered a lot of, yeah, because I took a lot of taxi cabs while I was around oh. in, in the, on the various islands yeah. of the British Virgin Islands and American Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands. So many Virgin Islands. All, the, all of the islands with virgins on them. And uh, I, in these cabs, so often they were playing Christian music. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like that. I don't like it too. I uh, and at least once I considered going. Hey, can, do you mind turning this off or whatever? But I I didn't do it uh, on this trip. But it's one of those things where I started to think a lot about sort of passive proselytization. Hmm. Uh, when I was in Cincinnati recently, I was in a lift, and the lady had a little. It was a minivan, and she had a little Tupperware next to her driver's seat. Uh huh. With Flyers for her church's Easter celebration okay, available facing back so that all of her fares, all of the people that she drove around would, uh, would, would see it. Right. And it's one of these things where it's, a, it's just a fact of American life. It's a fact of, the, of life in many places mm-hmm. where people are going to passively, they're not going to engage you with it, uh, but they're going to sort of bombard you with it it's just going to sort of be around just yesterday i got a a mailer from the goddamn scientologists oh yeah so it's like uh yeah this this thing is happening out there in the world right and uh how are we supposed to deal with it because there is look there are lots of ways to handle this you can be now i don't mind being direct and assertive and just saying do you mind turning this off uh if it's the radio or whatever right uh, in part because it seems appropriate that if you're paying for a ride, you don't have to listen to their music. Right. Uh, however, that has not worked out well sometimes. If you'll oh. recall the Big Lebowski when he tried to ask the guy to turn off the Eagles. <laughs> I just hate the fucking Eagles, man. Uh, he got kicked out of the cab. Yeah, no, I know. So so it, there's a danger there. There is a danger. There's a very um, real Coen Brothers danger. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what, that's what makes interactions with strangers interesting a lot right yeah like, like because you never really know especially if like if you're asserting like a specific 
um, desire or for, for, you know, you're asking somebody to change something that they may really feel very strongly about. Sure. He probably, or she, or whoever's driving the car might really feel strongly about that music being on. Right. Right. And then you asking it to be turned off. I suppose you could make a little white lie and just be like, you know, I just really don't feel like any music right now or whatever. Like, I just kind of want some silence. Right. You know, or you um, could just, I mean, yeah. You, or, but, but I would have no it, problem in, telling in way, a, a cab driver I, to turn off like shitty country music too. Like, which can also lead to yeah, an I interesting so. moment between strangers. Right. Um, as somebody who's had a lot of interesting moments between strangers, <laughs> um, where <laughs> things don't go exactly right. Right. Um, yeah. The, these, these moments can be, can be tricky, but, I think there, that it, that it's worth it that somebody who's providing a public service is getting some feedback that says that they uh, that that, that there's something about the 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 the, situ- the, the, the space that they're creating mm-hmm. is not uh, comfortable, right? Or maybe inviting for everyone because it's very easy to play music that's that's fairly neutral, right? Right? That's not like. Or not play music. Or to not play music. But again, you you put it on the 80s station. <laughs> really? There's Nobody's going to object to 80s music. Well, but you keep the level low. Right. It's it's relatively inoffensive to the senses. Look, who's going to object right? to AHA? Everybody likes AHA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, though, right. Like the, you can pick a musical genre or whatever sure. that is fairly basic and simple and 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 does isn't saying too much right about isn't making a statement you're not projecting this thing into other people's space that's one thing though that religious people just don't get it's why door-to-door proselytization or proselytizing is still a thing yeah right well you know okay so i hear inserting themselves i hear you saying that you're actually that you can be doing future passengers a, a, a favor by asking them to turn that off. I think there's potential for that. Yeah. Maybe. But Maybe. if they're, they they could also, especially if they're like a Lyft driver or mm-hmm. an Uber driver, they might kind of see it as their like thing, their signature, right. their calling. Right. In fact, yeah. they are the proselytizing Lyft driver. And all you have to do on Lyft or an Uber is just say, that's feedback. Sure. Right? Like, like on the, on the app. On itself. the app itself. And, you know, what did you not like about this ride? Or is there any feed? Whatever it asks. Right. And you could just say, I didn't appreciate the, the Christian music playing. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's an interesting thing to do. I, the, the one thing that I think I don't advocate and I don't think is okay is to be a dick, is to, mm. be, is to be mean or to, mm. or, or to say something, you know, to attack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because even though it may feel like this is an assault on you, it's not. It's just them just doing their thing. Here's the thing. You know, I agree a little bit with Penn Gillette, who at one point told uh, um, Ray Comfort that he, well, no, he didn't tell it to Ray Comfort. He said it in a video and Ray Comfort ran with it. Anyway, he said that uh, he understands the impulse to proselytize because if you feel like you have knowledge of doom, eternal doom, you kind of have an obligation to share that with other people. I and I agree with that. Like I understand where that impulse comes from and I think it's a you know I I think people are annoying about it and people are disrespectful about it. Right. But uh but it's coming it, it's sometimes coming from a place of like genuine concern. Right. So I don't know I don't know that being a dick about it is is all that useful. I but I definitely think that like you said there you could be doing if you, if you feel comfortable saying something. And, and you have some tact. If you know yeah. yourself to be a tactful person. And you don't have to do this. Like, right. none of this is a requirement. But if but if you feel comf- comfortable doing it, it can always, it's, I think it can be a, something that, uh, that has a ripple effect for future people who may not feel as comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you say to them, you know, I, I, could you just turn this off? It's not really my thing. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, something as simple as that. You're not being rude. You right. know, if they take it badly, that's right. their issue. Right. That's not you. And then you can, you're justified in leaving a one-star review. Right. Or something like that. Or not tipping if it's a, you know, yeah. if they, if they push the issue right. or whatever, then you can, then, 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 uh, yeah, that's a, that's a moment where you can just, 
Right. I once encountered a, a racist cabbie who decided he was going to uh, say some racist things in the cab. And afterwards I said, I'm not tipping you because of the racist things you said. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, Dan. Yeah, like because that. it doesn't do. He doesn't understand why I'm not tipping him yeah. if I don't say it. Exactly. So good for you. I appreciate. Anyway, that. Uh, I, if you guys have, I thought I'd throw this out to the to the people. Uh, if you guys have encountered this or a different version mm. of this kind of passive sort of thing, uh, talk to us. Let us know how you handled it. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Um, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. You can also find us on Reddit and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, TGIAtheist. That's how you'll find us on Yes, indeed. Speaking of uh, the the social media, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. We love you, and thanks to uh, uh, to Amy and Danny for their uh, moderation of the members only lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yes, indeed. Uh, and thank all of you guys, everyone who's listening, uh, for tuning in. Thanks. Bye bye. I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. No toys, no gas, no fish, no fish. Couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Wink.